Good morning. Am I on? Okay, cool, cool, cool. I, I don't do this often, so that's why I never know if I push the button hard enough or not. So, hey, uh, good morning. My name is Matt Mann. I am uh, one of the elders here at New City uh, KCK, I, and I'm just excited today to be able to step in here. Uh, Ray and his family are uh, away. They got a chance to, yes, uh, to travel and go, take a trip this weekend, so more than glad he asked me to step in, and, and uh, he said, would you do that? And I said, sure, I'll public speak. Sure, I'll do that. <laughs> sure, I'll get it, you know, and, and fill in for you. So glad to, glad to be able to uh, do that and support him in that way. Uh, I am a, a husband. My wife and I have been married for about 18 years, over 18 years. And we have four kiddos. And they're, they're not here today. Not because of embarrassment, because of their dad's up here. No, it's because uh, we have a lot of sickness in our house. So it just, we couldn't make it. So they are joining a lot of other people online right now. Hi, hello. And uh, so they're, they're tuning into the service this morning that way. Uh, glad that you are here. And I, it's not, okay. So I, I, I told them in the first service and I then I thought maybe you would try to pull the stunt this service that, that, that was, uh, so I don't know, there was a football game on Sunday. Did anybody watch the, the game on Sunday night? Okay. Yeah, I did too. And I usually save up my, uh, my energy until the Super Bowl because now that's a pretty regular thing for the Chiefs. And so I kind of save it up. And so AFC Championship and the Super Bowl kind of saved up. And, uh, and, and then my, one of my, my teenagers was, grabbed her cell phone at the end of the game and started recording and I was, and I'm, I was nervous that that video, which was on Facebook, would end up here. But thank you, Jesus, for protecting me and everyone else, because I started jumping around. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl again, like I'm doing this whole moment. So thank goodness that did not show up on the screen. Um, yeah. So anyway, love, love that experience. It was awesome, right? So cool for Chiefs fans. For the rest of you, you don't care. So um, I just uh, wanted to touch on that very biblical moment. So anyway, um, <laughs> so anyway, I'm going to pray and get us going into our series today. So Father, thank you for uh, the opportunity to be a part of what you're doing in this world. Uh, those of us who, who have accepted you as Lord and Savior, uh, those of us who you've invited, who've accepted that invitation to walk with you and follow you, God, uh, you, you invite us, you, you ask us, to get to do the things that you did and get to do the things that you want done for your, your kingdom, for your world. And so evangelism is one of those. So thank you for the opportunity today to, to talk about this, um, joining in other, other new city campuses that are talking about the same thing today, God. We, this was a, in response to people wanting to know, how do we talk to people about Jesus? And so it's so neat, God, how you just seeing you work and weave this together and provide resources for us as a people. I'm, I'm just a member, God, of the church. I'm just a part of this as well. And so thank you for tools and things, God, to help us explain who you are to this world. And your name I pray. Amen. So, uh, Ray, one of the things I'm, Ray asked me to do, I have a checklist of things, besides teaching this story, the, the, the sermon today, is that there's these cards out on the tall table when you leave that for the next series that starts in March, and it's called Breakthrough, and it is about uh, finding hearing biblical perspective on, on these topics. So things like mental health, marriage, grief, parenting, and shame. 
I know some of these, I, I, I personally, you know, I, relying on God for help and understanding of how to approach some of these and combat these things in my own life and to help others around me is, is going to be awesome. So it's going to be a great series starting at the beginning of March, okay? So you can grab one of those, those flyers if you want to take that and to be able to share that with other people. Um, yeah, so this, this, last, this month we've been walking through a series called E3, so equipping everyone to evangelize. And this is the third week of that series. We've been doing some city groups, and those are Wednesday nights, Thursday nights, and Sunday mornings. If you want a chance, we've still got some uh, this week. This will be kind of the last week. If you want to jump in, and it's fine to jump in at this point, just to be able to connect with other people at the church, maybe, and, and, and learn. Um, and so we've been going over some of the same topics in the same verses because repetition helps us with memorization, right? So that we can kind of get some of these things down. So the first, first week we talked about what is evangelism, like defining that, and I'll get into that in a moment, what, how New City's kind of, because if you've been around the church forever, or from day one of the church, when Jesus rose up and the disciples are standing there, well, what do we do next? Defining evangelism and how to operate in the world has been a discussion, right? It's been a part of the church since then. So ours is, is just another tool in the toolbox uh, based on on helping you kind of have a new new way, maybe and maybe you've never never learned how to do that. So uh, the next one is why do we evangelize? So learning about uh, we learned last week about reasons, like biblical reasons uh, that we evangelize, but also in light of those scriptures, why do you evangelize? Why do you feel led by God to tell other people about Him? Today we're talking about who must evangelize. And we'll dive into that here more in a moment. And then finally, how do we evangelize? That's going to be next week. Ray will be back and he's going to teach us a tool. That's one, and it's one of the things, again, I'm a member of the church. So from, for me, one of the things I love about New City, and as long as we've been a part of it, my family and I, is that we've, the church, New City works really hard to take things, these concepts and these ideas like evangelism, discipleship, spiritual gifts, and like give you a tool that you could draw on the back of a napkin so that you can like explain it to others and simplify those things based on the scriptures to help us, you know, be able to communicate. So I love that about New City. So next week, Ray's going to be teaching us this tool around evangelism that has been developed by the pastors and some of the other leaders uh, within New City church family. Uh, So this week, (coughs) sorry, uh, I forgot my drink right there. (laughs) So I need to grab that in a second, I guess. But um, we're going to define what we're going to go on and define what evangelism is. So first, the gospel is, and if you've come any weeks, any of the weeks, you, this is something we've went over. So the gospel is 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. Now, brothers, I want to clarify for you the gospel I proclaim to you. You received it and you have taken your stand on it. For I pass on to you as most important what I also received, that Christ died for our sins, he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day. That's the gospel. Like that is the message that we share to the world. And it's important to note that that's twice says according to the scriptures. Okay. It's not a made up thing by Paul, the person who wrote this in this letter. It's not, it's, it's the, from the scriptures, based on the scriptures, the message that to share. So that's what we're supposed to accept. When we say we've accepted the gospel or we're sharing the gospel, that is, that's the, the simplicity of it, right? That Christ died for our sins, that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day. Now, the next definition we want to kind of lay out is salvation. So this is from Romans 10, 9. So if you confess with your mouth 
that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's salvation. That's very, very clear, very plain, very, very laid out. That confession with your mouth, the act of saying it, Jesus is Lord, and not in Lord being, you know, letting him be the boss, but also believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead, so that belief internally, then you'll be saved. The other part of this is, well, who's supposed to do this? And we're going to touch more on this today, but peacemakers. So peacemakers are, the peacemakers are blessed, for they will be called sons of God. So peacemakers are somebody not, okay, like I said, I had four kids. And I don't know, some of you all probably have had children or you have children. Sometimes your kids fight. Has that ever happened in your house? Never. No, never. I heard a never. Kendall, wow, Never. <laughs> That's why you're the children's minister, right? Because none of your, your kids are perfect, as, just as you are perfect, right? Okay, so, right. So anyway, so your kids start to fight, and you're like, okay, guys, and, let's, let's, and sometimes your peacemaking is, okay, guys, like, let's stop. Like, let's stop fighting. You stop doing this. You bring in the rules. Do this sort of thing. That's not the peace that it's talking about here. It is talking about the perfect peace of God, the shalom that's the Hebrew for the word, shalom, the perfect peace of God. So, so that when we face, I don't know, and then I, I, I work a regular job just like everybody else, right? I'm just, I go to eight to five, sometimes eight to nine, sometimes to whatever. So I go to work and it's chaotic sometimes. And sometimes it's chaotic when the bills come that you didn't expect, right? Or it's chaotic with uh, we just went through uh, the, the apocalypse, right? The last couple of years with the pandemic. A little chaotic during the pandemic, right? So this peace, this shalom this, that it talks about being a peacemaker is that God's perfect peace so that it is in you and that you're a vessel of that. You're a, a conduit of that to share to the world. That's the peace it's talking about. So evangelism is people at peace, peacemakers with God, sharing the gospel with unbelievers and inviting them to be at peace with God. That's what we're, again, there's, it, since the beginning of the church, definitions of evangelism for this purpose and for E3, this is kind of how we're laying it out. That people at peace with God, sharing the gospel and inviting with unbelievers and inviting them to be at peace with God. I can get behind that. I can get behind that uh, to help people with the storms of life. So, so now we're going to dive into, well, who should evangelize today? Who are, the, who are the people that should be evangelizing? And a lot of what we talk about today, a lot of the, lot of the verses, a lot of the, con, the, the, the notes and, and teaching, the verses, all this is about everyone. Like it says that everyone should do this. Spoilers, by the way, spoilers. Everyone should do this. Um, but the Christians, every Christian. And I want to just take a moment just to, you've heard these verses every week. I don't know how long you've been going to church, but I just want to make sure we're, we're clear on the good news today. Okay? So today I want you to know that, that if you haven't, that, that has there ever, or ask, has there ever been a time in your life where you've been walking in your way and you realize that and then you, need, you know that wasn't God's way. So you wanted to be in alignment with God's path. You wanted to walk his narrow way. And so have you had that moment where you've done that, where you've had that realization? Have you, and, and so you want to start repent from walking your own way and turn to God's path. Have you had a time in your life where you've heard the good news, you've heard the gospel, and you accept 
that Christ died, Christ was buried, and Christ rose on the third day? Have you done that? Have you done that in your life? And then finally, have you believed in your heart those things? And have you shared that? Or, and have you shared to others that Jesus is Lord of your life? If you've not done that, then some of these things, it, it's not going to make as much sense. It's not going to be as clear because they're talking, it's talking to Christians. It's talking to the church. And so if that's not something you've done and you're like, man, I really want to take care of that today, or I'd like some help, then, you know, after church, we can talk about that. We can sit down and have that conversation and I can, we can help you on that journey because it is a journey. Because once you accept uh, the goodness of God, there's also the lordship aspect of submission to what he's asking us to do, right? So that, and that's kind of where I'm going with this next thing. So what, Romans 10, 9, if you're somebody that's done that, you've confessed with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you believed in your heart that God raised him from a dead, from, the, from a dead, hello, from the dead, then you are saved. You're a part of the team. You're in, Right. But also, there's that. So yay, we've got this side of it. But there's also like 1 John 2, 6, where it says, whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which Jesus walked. So we've accepted the goodness of God. We've accepted the, the salvation. But now there's the lordship component. It's aligning our lives. And this is not a instant. We're not all, oh, oh I'm going to stop doing that. I'm instantly doing this. There's some struggle and there's some wrestling with the word and letting God speak to you. But this is now part of this. So doing what God asks us to do. So if anybody claims to live in God, they must walk in the same way when he walked. He walked. Well, how did Jesus walk? What did Jesus do? Well, Jesus taught people about the coming kingdom, evangelized, and he taught his disciples to teach others. And then those disciples, we see this in this part, like in these Corinthians and some of these other, the story of the church being started, they taught people about Jesus, about evangelize, and then they taught other people to teach. And then it kept going and it kept going. And here you and I are sitting today, gathered this Sunday morning as a part of that chain. Does that make sense? So we're in that, that chain of, of what's God's trying to communicate and God's trying to do. So we're supposed to jump in on this. Okay. So who should evangelize? So an example for me is that like this morning, for myself, I, I went to, we went to church for a while when I was growing up, but then kind of stopped. And then I started going on my own when I was 16 years old, uh, cause I thought a girl was attractive <laughs> at the church. And, and I always, I get then asked, well, is that your wife of 18 years? And I say, well, no, it was not my wife. That was someone that nothing ever materialized with that relationship at all. Okay. So I started going and, um, it was hard. Like, like church was, was definitely not something that was my rhythm in life, okay? And, but I would go because I thought the girl was attractive, right? And I want to go hang out at the church. But people kept talking about the love of God. And I knew that they, those kind of things. I even had started when I was 15. We had some Bibles in our house reading the Bible. I got kind of stuck in like Leviticus and Numbers. And some of those Old Testament books were laying out the laws. I got kind of stuck in those. Well, there was one night where... We went to a concert. It was a, a special event, right, for the church and for the kids, the teenagers. Sorry, teenagers, the, you know, but you're young adults. I'm sorry, you're not kids. So don't offend anybody. So uh, anyway, we went to this concert, and uh, I was excited because I'd never been to a concert before. I didn't really know Christian music. So we went, and it was uh, sat down, and the group comes out on the stage, and it, it's a, they're called Point of Grace. 
Any of you familiar with the band named Point of Grace before from the, okay, okay. So um, Point of Grace is a women's quartet <laughs> and, and, and a very fancy setup. And so I'm not knocking them at all, okay? But I just want you to see the contrast. So there was that. And I was somebody that was listening to like 101 The Fox and like Leonard Skinner and Sweet Home Alabama and like all this like Metallica. And so I, I thought, oh, that's what, this is going to be a kind of a concert. Like, no, 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 no. Like, but a Christian. No, no, no. It was something. It was a, a cross to bridge the, the great divide. And it was this women's quartet. And I was so uncomfortable. <laughs> this was like this, this experience where like, uh-oh, okay, I'm done with this Christian thing. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. I can't do this. And um, so we're sitting there and you could clearly tell I was uncomfortable with this experience. And the youth pastor looked over at me and he said, Matt, I, I just want you to know that I care about you because God cares about you. I want to help you in any way I can. And for me, that moment, it, God spoke. Like, that clarity of like, all of these verses and all of these things that I've been hearing in church, these things that we're hearing today, that was a moment where somebody evangelized to me. And from that moment on, I started to really weigh like, oh my goodness, like, God loves me, God cares about me. I accepted Jesus, you know, after that, not that same night, but later on. Anyway, that's my story of somebody stepping out and doing that. Somebody who, who was doing what God asked them to do, to share. That was one of the everyone. That was a believer doing that for me. And I can't imagine like what life would be like if, if Ruth had, had not stepped into that. You know, if it, maybe if somebody else would have shared. And I don't, you don't want to play the what ifs. You can't go down that road too long. But like if nobody had ever shared with me about the good news of Jesus, would I be here today? Would I have been able to do some of the things of the last... 34, 24 years, 25 years walking with Jesus, that some of those I would never have been able to experience, meeting my wife, all the things that I've been able to do. I'm so thankful for that. But that's stepping into what God asked him to do and doing that. So that's a part of walking with Jesus. So today, though, you, you say, okay, that's great. I, I hear that. I understand that. How do I do it? Like, what, what does that mean? Am I gift? Like, what, what's the giftings or whatever? So we're going to look at Ephesians 4, <clears throat> 11 through 13. Okay, so this passage of scripture is again one written by Paul to a church. And he, these letters, he would write them, he would start these churches, and then he would go, and there would be communications to him or something that, hey, there's some issues in that church. And so he would write these letters to help teach them, to bring them along and help them understand. So Ephesians 4 11 through 13, this must have been an issue that, that he needed to help address with this church. So Jesus. Uh, verse 11. So he, which is Jesus, gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith. Is the church across the world unified right now? Oh, we're still working. We're a work in progress, right? And the knowledge of the Son of God. Does everybody in church, even in church, believe all the knowledge and understand all the knowledge of the Son of God? No, we're still working on that. To mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So these are, this is, this, when and Paul here talking about this, is less about, hey, it's Evangelist Chris today, or it's um, 
Prophet Dave. That's not, it's not about roles. It's about the spiritual giftings, okay? So this is more about the giftings of these, these, uh, these, these, yeah, it's about the gifts. Sorry, I got lost in my thought there. So it's about the gifts that God was imparting to the people. So the, to build up the body of Christ until Jesus comes back, okay? This is the church. This is supposed to be going on. The church is one body. And so when we're gathered together, one body, many parts. And you'll see that throughout uh, Paul's writings. You'll see different gifts and different parts to the, the church. Well, this is, this is one way. These are some of the spiritual gifts that, to operate in, to equip the saints, okay? So one of the ways that New City, and this isn't original to New City. It's not like an original creation of, of our church, but it's a way to help, again, another tool that you can draw on the back of the napkin to help us understand, understand the Bible, help understand God's truth. And it's called the A-Pest. And so the A-Pest is up on the screen, okay? And so this is, this is things pulled from the scripture. It's straight from the Bible. Um, and he gave the apostles, the prophet, the evangelist, the shepherds, and the teachers. So these are the five kind of different, five spiritual giftings, okay? So the apostles, somebody that's being apostolic, a, a perfect example, somebody that is operating in the gifting of being an apostle is a church planter, Ray Peoples, okay? So Ray stepped in and we, we were at that point, we were trying to find, you know, he stepped in and, and helped with the uh, taking, we took vertical over as a new campus for a new city and we've been a part of this journey, right? And if we had just stopped when the school said you couldn't come back, which is in the story of our church, well, New City, it's done, right? We're just going to stop that campus. No, we kept looking, and this door opened up, and we've been able to continue ministry up here on the hill from uh, the church that was here, right? That's finding, finding ways, laying new foundation, laying groundwork, charging ahead, uh, an ap- being apostolic, operating like that, forging new paths, Another cool definition I saw that is a dream awakener, like somebody that is creating new foundations, moving ahead, helping people see for themselves what they, 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 you know, God is asking them to do, calling them to do. Uh, the, being a prophet, like working in prophecy and those kind of things. Folks that hear God or that part of you that hears God. So heart revealers helps people discern like what is God saying and then helps them also learn to discern that for themselves. Like, is what's God, could, I don't know about you, but I've asked this question a billion, like, what do you, God, what do you want me to do? <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do in this situation? And so helping people through the, the prophecy is that that's the way you, you equip on that, is the, the folks that when you're operating in that is to help people understand and hear from God. Evangelism. So the, the recruiter, the storytellers, they're the folks, when, we, when we're being evangelistic, when we're operating in that gifting, that is us telling the world, about Jesus. That's us inviting people to be a part of what God's doing. Shepherds, the nurturer, or the soul healer, like people that guide people through brokenness. When you, when you feel that tug in your heart, when somebody is hurting, um, that spirit that, that, that somebody in the church is hurting, or there's a pain or suffering, uh, let's set up a meal chain, let's do something. That's being a nurturer. That's being a, a shepherd of people. And then finally, the, with the teacher, so these are folks that explain the scriptures and folks that when we're doing that, we're, we're light givers. We're helping people know the word. The Bible's a big book, right? There's a lot to the Bible, a lot of letters and, and, and stories and history and um, things about the church and prophes- prophetic books. 
All this compounded. There's like over 600 prophecies about Jesus in the Old Testament that if you look at it, that, that show Jesus, like to be able to connect and teach people to understand all of those things, right? So that's what the role of a teacher is to help understand and, and refine so that we are basing what we do and what we say based on God's word. And we're doing that and keeping us foundationed in that. So one of the things that, um, so with this, so myself, well, let me pull the next slide up, pull the next slide up. So fivefoldministry.com. Okay, this is not the Bible, all right? Fivefoldministry.com. This is a, it's a, it's a way to help you start to think about yourself within these five spiritual giftings, okay? You think of it as a tool. Like there's quizzes out there like, what, what Lord of the Rings character am I? Or like, what? Like, if I was an NFL player, what would I be? Like, those, you know, those kind of quizzes, that's a little different. That's not as serious. Well, maybe Lord of the Rings is serious for you, but, uh, you know, it's, it's not. It's not. Okay, sorry. Sorry to break you. But, okay, so, but Fivefold Ministry, fivefoldministry.com, that's a, it's a quiz that lets you see, like, where, what gives you energy? Like, of these, these five spiritual gifts, like, which, when you take this quiz, it asks you questions like, do you like to talk to people about things that are cool? Do you like, you know, or things that are passionate about? Do you like to serve? Do you care about? And it asks these questions to kind of start to help you see yourself. Use it as a, like a launch pad to then turn to the Bible. Again, it's, that's almost, it's discernment, right? To say, okay, I'm really strong as a shepherd. I really care about people, but I'm not as strong at um, teaching so, but maybe I really want to grow in that. So what are some ways to resource that? Okay. Maybe I'm really great at, at being a prof, prophecy and I'm really good about hearing what people say, but I'm not very good at, at um, caring about people. So like the shepherd side of it. Okay. So you need to, maybe that's an area you feel like you want to grow in and you, you change. So like myself, when I take these quizzes, when I take this, the uh, mo, more often than not, uh, the, it is the, the apostle, uh, apostolic, that is mine, almost all the time. Always the top one. Sometimes it blows away the others. I even try to game it to be like, no, 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 not this time. And like just the way I answer the questions, it always comes up as one of my top ones, usually my top one. So how do I, so I'm, I'm I, like I said, I go to work like a lot of you. I just go to a regular job every day, right? And so when I'm there, I feel like my call in life when I'm at my workplace and in the world is to be Jesus to the people around me, to bring Jesus, bring kingdom to my workplace. And don't just treat it as a job. I treat it as a place that those are my, who else am I going to evangelize, right? Who else am I going to example, tell people about the Lord? And so or to bring kingdom. So when I'm there, I have this little to-do list on my computer that pops up and it says, to bring kingdom, you know, prosperity, integrity, and justice into this workplace today. And that's one of my prayers, to get God would help me with that. So like, I try to then align myself up because this is how God's wired me as somebody that's apostolic. So I need to be trying to find ways to do new things and help support new things and new opportunities so that people can hear about Jesus. And I always bring God up in, in conversations, right? And tie him into this. So like when I'm doing apostolic things in my workplace, bringing kingdom. So one of the things we, we created some opportunities for, for small business, kids, small businesses. This is just an example. Entrepreneurship opportunities for youth. 
Like they're, they're all without, maybe it's because of Jesus in their life or, or whatever, they're trying to p- carve new paths, right? And so I wanted to create a space where they could do that. Well, that's been wildly successful. Like that's been awesome. We also help out with craft fairs. So if you've ever been to a craft fair, it's a bunch of small businesses, right? These are folks that are making their things and selling. I love hanging out with those people because they're all, some of them love Jesus, some of them don't. And we find out real quick in those conversations, you know? And so, man, you're so close to, to like, you're doing things, you're being creative, you're, 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 you're charging ahead, you're laying a new foundation. So that's, I love that kind of thing. I'm passionate, fired up. That gets me going to work every day. <gasps> this side over here. <laughs> is when I get the call about, hey, I need to cancel my, uh, my Zumba class today. Okay, okay, well, let me go ahead and just, well, let me tell you why. Oh, okay, and then they go through the story, right? And, and then suddenly they say something like, uh, you know, actually my husband has to go on chemo and so I can't keep taking this class anymore. <gasps> okay, because I, like in that moment, that shepherding, even though I, I just wanna just give them their money so I can get back to what I wanna do, and that moment, I, like, I feel like I need to minister to this person because they've got a family member that's hurt. They've got a family member that's in pain. And so God rises that shepherding up in me. So that's kind of just an example, personal example of like how the spiritual gifts work in, in the day-to-day. And so it gives me a chance to bring kingdom and bring, bring God to things. So what, you know, for you, like I would just challenge you guys to take that, that survey and, and go to that website to kind of look at it. So who should evangelize? Well, every Christian. Every Christian should evangelize. And so this is kind of looking at it. We're building up to this point. So you may not be strong in evangelism. That may be an area that's kind of an area of weakness. But that's where God, in the Bible, it talks about where I am weak, he is strong. That's where God builds us up and allows us to, empowers us to do those things. And so it's something that we're all kind of expected to do when we follow the Lordship of Jesus. So Acts 1.8. So you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses, not mine, but Jesus's. You will be, G- the witness, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and to the ends of the earth. So Jesus is telling us that when we, we will receive power from him when the Holy Spirit comes upon us when we start that relationship with him, when the Spirit's around us, you will be my witnesses in, in the world. So you guys ready to take off for Jerusalem right now? Let's go. Blake's like, let's go. Let's get in the plane. So let's take off. Um, but so maybe, and let me pause. Maybe that is something God's asking you to do and you need to do that, right? But when it talks about to the ends of the earth, from that world, from where they're riding and that's going on, we're, we're in the ends of the earth, Okay. So you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you all, myself, will be witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea to the ends of the earth. Paul also in Acts 20 (coughs) says, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given to me. The task of testifying to the good news. I can, there's moments like, I, I just, I want this to be my prayer. And oftentimes I pull, lose focus. I, I like, I'm just as human as everybody else, right? I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given to me. 
That should be our prayer, that the task of testifying to the good news, this is so important. If you follow Jesus, we're, this, is, this should be our prayer. This should be our aim, our goal, that we're the ones testifying to the good news to the people around us. Now we're going to come back to Romans 10, 9 and wrap up today with this, uh, this scripture, uh, expanding a little bit more on Romans 10, 9. So this is the rest of that passage. Again, Paul writing here. So if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So one believes with the heart and it results in the righteousness. And one confesses with the mouth resulting in salvation. Now the scriptures say, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. Amen? For there is no distinction between Jew or Greek, since the same Lord of all is rich to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Hallelujah, right? Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord. But, verse 14, how can they call on him they have not believed in? And how can they believe without hearing about him? How can they know if nobody's told them? And how can they hear without a preacher? How can they hear without somebody evangelizing? And how can they preach unless they are sent? If, if Bruce, again, I don't want to play the if game. You can't, theor, can't go back so much on that. But like, if nobody had told me about Jesus, I wouldn't, some of the things that I've been able to be a part of, of God's work, and maybe that's your story too. You've seen God work in ways that, and use you in things. How, how like this, how, and how can I preach? Or how could I have told somebody in China about the, how could I have blah, 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 you know, whatever, unless they're sent. Unless I was, except, you know, that Jesus became a part of my life. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who announce the gospel of good things. That's how we're told here biblically that that's what's gonna, what it is. If you, you go and tell people about the gospel, tell people about the good news, your feet are going to be beautiful. <laughs> I, I, uh, now mine aren't, <laughs> right? But um, that's the way we wear shoes. But like, uh, you, know, the, the, you know, metaphorically, you know, illustration, how beautiful are going to be the feet of those who, who follow God and, and announce the gospel. So here's my question, and the band's going to start coming back up. <clears throat> are are you willing? Am I willing? Are we willing to, to step into what God is asking us to do today uh, in, light of, in light of his word? That, that there's people in this world that need the good news. And those people are family members. They're your neighbors. They're your co-workers. They're your whoever it is. And you are a follower of Jesus. And those people around you. And who's supposed to evangelize? All of us, everyone. And so this is our people. These are the people that God has entrusted, you know, that we have us, we have the good news, we have the truth. Let's have some beautiful feet today. You know, let's step into doing what God's asked us to do. I'm going to pray and then we're going to close out this morning. So Father, I uh, am so thankful today for your word. I am... (laughs) this is uh, me relying on you today, God. I have nothing to say. I have nothing to add other than your story and your testimony of what you've done and how you've saved me and what you're doing in my life. That's all I've got to share. And the rest of this, God, is your word. I I won't be here next Sunday. Ray will be up here. It doesn't matter who the, the person is teaching, God. It's you speaking to us through your scriptures. 
And so today, God, myself included, God, what are we supposed to do next based on this word? For some of us, it may be sharing today with somebody that we've known we needed to share for a while. Maybe we need to, maybe we need to step first, God, and, and turn from our ways and turn to your way and repent and confess the gospel that you died, that you were buried and that you were raised again. God, help us on our journey today. Help us take that next step in following you. God, love you and thank you for what you've said today, God. And um, be with us as we go this week, God, and, and help us to evangelize. In your name I pray. Amen.